Well, I gotta say, it's it's like a dream come true with Jim. Like we, we had him on all of Odyssey, and that was, I mean, just that he agreed to it is like this is gonna be real. This is <laughs> this is a thing. Like, I, I'm still kind of getting over that to this day. Like and now, Origin still aboard. Like it's 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 pretty much beyond amazing, guys. Michelangelo here, you know, the master of the whirling pizzas. And you, my friend, are listening to Turtle Flakes, a bodacious bowl of Ninja Turtles goodness. Brought to you by my radical dudes, Rob and Josh. Cowabunga! Cowabunga, dudes and dudettes, and welcome to another episode of Turtle Flakes. I am your lowly co-host, Rob, and joining with me, as always, is Mr. T and Josh Atello. How are you guys doing? Doing great, man. Uh, doing all right, doing all right, because we have an extra special guest here tonight, uh, joining us on a Monday evening of all times, Mr. Andrew Modine. How are you, man? Hey, pretty good. Glad to be here. Oh, so glad to have you. Well, we're really excited because, uh, guys, for those of you who might not know, Andrew is involved in this, this brand new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles project right now called TMNT Origin, and... Uh, you know, Andrew, would you like to just kind of take us through, you know, what, what's going on with that, you know, as far as the story goes and as far as the uh, campaign's going? Yeah, well, the campaign's going good. We're at 70%. Uh, we have uh, 14 days left at this point. Feeling pretty good about that. That's We've awesome. Before with, yeah, been here before with Odyssey, so it's old hat. But, I mean, now we know kind of more what to expect in terms of production and distribution, so we got all that covered. Story-wise, this is kind of a sequel to Volume 4. It's not like a conclusion to Volume 4, nothing like that at all. I mean, it's a couple years after that. Oh, wow. But it is long, long before Odyssey, so it's not like this end of their lives kind of thing. Not at all. Basically, it begins kind of all life in the universe, be it the Utrons, the Triceratons, Earth, all these different worlds. Life is kind of breaking down on a cellular level. No one can quite explain it. And uh, they kind of get together all the brightest minds of uh, the known universe and they kind of figure it's it's all coming from the source, which is sort of the center of the universe. And that brings mm-hmm. up all these other arguments about, like, well, there is no center of the universe. It's like an expanding balloon, but there is one point from which all this stems, and they want to go check it out. And some people don't want them to. And there's a lot of shady secrets here that kind of tie into what you think you know about the Utrams, what you think you know about the turtle's origin. And obviously, we're not going to lay it on a plate, but uh, we do... <laughs> We do answer some pretty big questions that people, I think, have had about the, the Mirage Turtles. And, uh, yeah, it might be a one-way trip for at least some of the characters. Wow, interesting stuff. Oh, good stuff there. I feel like we're getting the inside scoop here. <laughs> well, that, that's really cool. So so I was actually surprised to hear this. So this is a continuation of Volume 4, then. This isn't Volume 3. Not directly a continuation. I mean, it's, it's right. definitely not universe, absolutely, but it's it's not picking up any of the beats from 4. If anything, it's more of uh, anyone that's read Plastron Cafe number one, where he got Don in the future. He's wearing that same costume. It's kind of that era, like quote unquote, early twenty first century. 
and all of volume four is keep in mind only that's only set in like 2001 2002 that right. never really moved that far in the future it seems like it has but now it's still like 2001 so this is a bit after that you know it'd be after whatever peter has in mind for his finale which i kind of try to very carefully tiptoe around whatever it could be i right. don't know what it is you know mm-hmm. I, i'm thinking in my head like well he probably is going to do this or he might do that so let's just avoid that entirely and so that's kind of <laughs> where we're at well, that that's cool. So it's it's great to see, you know, uh, that Volume Four is is uh, still alive and well. I mean, um, we're actually really good uh, fans of Volume Four. And um, are, are you particularly a big fan of the fourth volume, or is there a certain volume you prefer over all of them? I'm a big fan of all the volumes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, to be honest, I'm not the hugest fan of like largely uncompressed storylines, kind of like Volume Two and Forward. But it's, oh yeah, it's Peter. It's his story. He's the one carrying the torch and. And whatever he does, I wouldn't be the one to say that that sucks. I don't like this. Like, <laughs> oh, I love. It. I want more of it. He did some brilliant things in there that people kind of gloss over. Like, I know he got a lot of crap for, uh, you know, oh, April was a cockroach. That's so outrageous. I'm boycotting the turtles. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's an interesting choice. I mean, is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. It's it leads to some good storytelling purpose uh, potential. And what oh, else yeah. was there? Oh, one of the last tidbits he left us with was. You know, did Casey Jones have sex with Karai? Like some random stuff like that. Like what? I didn't even know that would be a thing. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I, that's that's true. They definitely uh, opened some doors that uh, you know we never thought would be open before. And I, you know, just the fact that the turtles were older was such a cool dynamic for yeah. me. I remember when I start I started reading volume four. You know, I actually I was a late teenager then. Didn't quite un, uh, you know appreciate it, but now as I guess I would be roughly around their age now, maybe a little bit older at this point. I definitely kind of, as I go back and read these, relate to the turtles quite a bit more than I used to. So, uh-huh. yeah, totally. That's that's why I like the Mirage Turtles so much. They kind of, I mean, for me and I think some others at least, but it feels like they kind of grew up with us in that universe and yeah, dealt with a lot of the things we dealt with. I mean, granted, we don't have like, you know, a, a vigilante with the hockey mask as a best buddy or unfortunately any of that not. Stuff. <laughs> But I mean, a lot of the same same things they deal with. I mean, even like yeah, you know, death. Like you know, sometimes you don't get up, go out in the blaze of glory. Sometimes you just reach for the milk and have a heart attack, like Splinter. That's that's kind yeah. of the world they live in, which oh, is unlike. That's a powerful. That's a oh, that's a powerful issue. <laughs> Still gets yeah, me to this. Spoilers, day. by the way. Spoilers, everyone. <laughs> ah, they've had ten years to read it. <laughs> too, too, too soon. Too soon. Too <laughs> soon. So, uh, so you know, going back to TMNT Origin, uh, so I'm looking at the Indiegogo campaign right now, um, and as far as uh, the cast, if you will, of you know this this comic book, it looks like you've got Jim Lawson on board, Dan Berger on yeah. board, uh, Mark Pellegrini's yes. helped out. I mean, what is it like to work with all these different, you know, well-renowned Turtles guys? Well, I gotta say, it's it's like a dream come true with Jim. Like we, we had him on all of Odyssey, and that was. I mean, just that he agreed to it is like, this is going to be real. This is this is a thing. <laughs> I, I'm still kind of getting over that to this day. Like and now, Origin still aboard. Like it's 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 pretty much beyond amazing, guys. And uh, Mark, he's you know he's he is the turtle guy. I mean, oh yes, <laughs> you know I, I know my turtle stuff. But you look at that, like Jesus, that guy knows everything, and he's got like an encyclopedic knowledge of even the stuff I don't like. But uh, he's <laughs> he's got it, got everything. I mean, I think he writes a review a day. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not just turtles either. He has like a, he does like movie reviews of like old 
crappy Hellraiser movies and stuff. I love it all. <laughs> yeah, I know. It so, reminds me of like the old X Entertainment website, like the, those kind of witty reviews of things. Oh Very yeah, cool. yeah. They're, they're pretty com- they're pretty comical. I, I've I've actually gone to his. Uh, uh, TMNT entity.blogspot.com site and, yeah. and just, you know, looked over some of the volume three stuff. Cause I don't have a, I don't have many of the volume three comics, but, uh, I've just kind of gotten his overview of it. And, uh, there's, there's some really funny, good stuff there. And, you know, he honestly, he's an advocate for volume three, at least from what I've, from what I've read. So I'm pretty big on that myself. I mean, obviously I got together the, the crew to do the unofficial, but kind of official fan conclusion with number 24 and number 25. That was very cool. Even got Fosco uh, on some, a few pages there and the covers, of course. Yeah, I saw that. I'm looking at uh, the PDF you have. Actually, for the listeners here, if you actually go to the Indiegogo campaign to, to support this, in the description there is there are some links to, uh, looks like TMNT Volume 3, Issue 24, uh, yes. So, you know, really, really cool stuff uh, to check out beforehand just to kind of get an idea of the style before you even uh, go ahead and donate for this campaign. So some really cool stuff here. Really exciting. In fact, you can find the whole PDF of the entirety of Odyssey on there. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking at that right now. And that's where I saw the various art styles. And I can de- I recognized Lawson right away before I even saw him in the credits. <laughs> and and Berger, that's that's another huge thing, too. Like, he's, he's like the most amazing guy. Like, that guy has, like, been the pillar of the fan community since I was a kid. Like, doesn't matter what stupid question you ask him, I'd be, like, 16, 17, like, hey, what's <laughs> going on with the with the fourth movie? And, he, you know, he'd, he'd tell me, and he'd, I'd send him bad, you know, fan scripts for movies. And, like, that's that's really cool. And he'd give me, like, red lines through this and notes. And, wow, no kidding. I didn't know that. Yeah, amazing guy. Oh, we're gonna have to get him on the show one of these days. We've we've been blessed enough to have Jim Lawson on a few times, but we've never had Dan on. That's that's one we're gonna have to work on. Both fantastic guys. So I'm gonna shut up and I'm gonna let my co-host see. I'm doing it again, guys. I'm bad for this. <laughs> I just keep going. So uh, so guys, you guys ask a question next. I'm gonna take a step back. I'm shut up for a minute. Okay. Finally, right. <laughs> well, I, have a, I actually have a about um. I had a question about TMNT Odyssey. Now, sure. um, I, haven't, I haven't read it yet just because of major spoilers. Um, but I okay. know that there's a, uh, a cameo appearance with Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird in the comic. Was that sort of a... Because like from what I heard from fans, and I don't know if this is true or not, um, I heard that it was sort of like a controversial sort of pairing in the book because a lot of people were speculating that you know, after Peter Laird sold the rights, that he just didn't talk to Kevin anymore. Um, I, I was just from from your confirmation because I know that you both, you, you know, you worked with both Ke- Peter and Kevin. Um, can you just like clear that up, like for any listeners, or like just to clear up all the rumors? I mean, do they do they still work together? Do they still talk to each other? First of all, I never really worked with Peter. I can't I can't make that claim. I mean, but uh, Kevin, to a certain degree, obviously, the cover of 25, which is pretty amazing, that wraparound cover, is, he put a lot of work on that. Uh, but as for the the kind of a the framework of the Kevin and Peter story in yeah. Odyssey, that was, it kind of parallels the whole purpose of the ending or the message of the ending, which is, you know, from death, life, and rebirth, and new beginnings. And so I thought right. it might be kind of cool to add one more dimension, like literally, like we're talking different dimensions of turtle dimensions. We'd add <laughs> yeah. one more reality where they kind of, you know, through kind of a, a plot device, they kind of uh, come back together and, 
in sort of a climactic way, which is, you know, a little bit, a little bit of film there, but uh, like, oh, it's a crash. He's going to save him. But it yeah. kind of brings that to the forefront as well. Like while we're watching, without spoiling too much of the end of Odyssey, while we're watching a new beginning happen, we're seeing that happen with them as well. Which almost right. the question of is that is that why we're getting that? Do yeah, we, we do actually see the birth of the IDW universe at the end of that, and oh, which, right. which is born out of the deal with Nickelodeon. And there's a lot of metaphors in that story. Even the Shogun himself is kind of, not entirely, but kind of a metaphor for for Viacom Nickelodeon in a way. Oh, but, uh, right. I thought, I thought that was really cool that you added that in there. Because, like I said, I just kind of just well, I ended up picking up the book last year, and last year was when I first heard about it. And I actually found out about it through Mark Pellegrini, and I was kind of ah. flipping and just kind of flipping through, it, and I saw that scene in there, and that scene reminded me of the movie Turtles Forever, where like the uh, the Mirage Turtle meets the yeah. uh, the 2003 Turtles and the uh, 87 oh. Turtles, because yeah. there was a really cool scene at the end of that movie where you sort of yeah. see all the turtles go back to their own dimension, and then it kind of cuts away to. Uh, Kevin and Peter write in the very first issue of the Mirage comic, so I thought that was a nice little touch that you added in there. See, that's where I felt like the doors were open to do that, but you're right, you're right though, it was a bit controversial. I, I got a few a few bits of blowback that were like, oh, this is just like fan, was it wish, fan wish fulfillment? Like, oh, you just want to see Kevin and Peter back, and that's, that's not what it was remotely. I had another I had another question. Um, I know that you finished, what was it, the uh, the image conclusion? Yeah. Um, now I know that, um, those books that you worked on are actually kind of hard to find. I was wondering, um, uh, do you actually have any left over or is it just kind of just out there in the open? I have like three soft covers of Odyssey left and 24 and 25 of the image stuff that's been sold out for years. However, uh, Arseny Dubakov, mm-hmm. AKA Demon Alucard, who did mm-hmm. the art. 24 and 25. He's out in Russia. Uh, he's right. kind of been printing out basically third prints of 24 and second prints of 25, and he just kind of I feel like he just kind of prints them on demand and kind of floats them on eBay, but I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not too sure about that. But they're out there. Every time I look on eBay, like, oh, he's got more on there. Yeah, because I came across some the other night. Um, I think there was like six left, but they were going for like $80. That's kind of why I was asking and I have like one other quick question. Just, uh, just what sort of like inspired you to, um, to actually work on like Odyssey and Origin? Like, were there, you know, was this something that you had planned for years, or did it just like recently occur? Kind of. I mean, Odyssey that actually stems from a, a fan fiction I wrote with some others back in oh, what was it, ninety eight, ninety nine, mm-hmm. somewhere around, and uh, not too dissimilar, although it kind of played up the whole. Let's have a big romp over the multiverse with different turtle dimensions. And this kind of right. focuses in a little bit more to just make it uh, more time travel with a bit of a bit of that on the side. And actually, this, this Odyssey began as something much simpler. Uh, when I approached Jim Lawson, it was like, hey, wouldn't it be cool to like do a final Savanti Romero uh, kind of story, maybe like 20 pages? And right. He's like, yeah, let's, let's do it. And then I thought about it more like, well, wouldn't it be cool to like make this much bigger than that and kind of grew from there <laughs> yeah got the campaign got it going yeah i'm very proud of odyssey that came out quite well origin that was born much much sooner than that uh no i just i feel like with with the image conclusion that was you know more of a not traditional but more of a return to new york brutal martial arts gritty kind of fair 
Mm-hmm. And uh, Odyssey, we get more of the, the time travel, the that kind of element, multidimensional stuff. What else do I like about Mirage? I like I like space stuff. We haven't, we haven't seen a lot of space stuff. I mean, some in Volume 4 and right. yeah. a bunch in Volume 1, but we haven't had like a good you know space romp. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, if we're going to do that, you know, let's explore some bigger issues, like maybe even aspects of the turtle's origin, some things that were never really answered to me, I think to others, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, raise the stakes. You know, Mirage is probably the universe where there's the least of that going on. There's not yeah. always like, you know, galactic level threats or anything like that going on too much. It's more like here's a here's a rock of the forest where we have to question our being, that kind of stuff, or soul searching. But no, I, I, I thought let's dial up the stakes more about, you know, millionth power here. You know, the universe doesn't get much bigger than that. Well, I guess it does. There's multiple, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, roll all together into a story where it's pretty focused. You know, it's it's just a just a trip to the center of the universe and a lot of a lot of surprises along the way. And it, you know, and I'll say this: it definitely matches the tone of you know. There's a lot of soul searching and character driven stories in Volume Four. So oh, I, yeah. I mean, just just this type of stories just fits in perfectly with what Volume Four was trying to do, in my opinion, and probably takes it to a new level. Uh, so sounds sounds really interesting. I'm I'm really excited to dig into this. Earlier, when you had first started talking on Skype with us here, you had mentioned for the uh, Team T origin, you had mentioned that maybe the actual origin of the Turtles isn't exactly what we think. Maybe I misheard you, but are you considering, or have you already in your script, have you changed or altered the origin of the Turtles in any way? Can you even elaborate on that? No. Well, uh, I mean, nothing we've seen is contradicted in any, any way, shape, okay. or form. But, mm-hmm. I mean... I wasn't about to get heated or anything like that. I wouldn't be mad. I was, <laughs> no, he's not that way. <laughs> no, nothing. Everything you've seen so far is, is what's happened. But, I mean, there's things okay. like, like, for example, okay, Splinter learned martial arts as a normal rat in Japan, and that mm-hmm. kind of grandfathered over to him as a mutant rat. Like, Peter, Peter's even said on his blog that at one point he did have a story for why Splinter was special, even as a normal rat, but oh. he forgot it. And I thought maybe we could do something with that. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Man, that's really cool. It's crazy I, that nobody's thought of doing anything. Like, I mean, obviously Peter Laird did, but no, in the 33, 35 years since they were created, nobody's ever really tried figuring that out. But, uh, and if you don't mind for um, this book you're putting out soon through uh, Indiegogo, what was it that made you want to? kind of latch what made you latch on to volume four uh specifically volume four why not uh what was it about volume four that was so special special that you wanted to add another story to that volume specifically and not say volume one or volume two or even another story for volume three well it, it wasn't specifically anything about volume four itself per se just by the virtue of that's where things were left and i'd like to push it a little bit into the future past that gotcha mm-hmm. And also, as Mark Pellegrini would say, like, you know, volume one through three, you know, that that's pretty well covered in terms of, like, there's not a whole lot of blanks there. I mean, okay. there's stuff you can play with, but not a whole lot. I, I was just going to uh, ask, you know, so speaking of the ID, IDW stuff, we touched on that real briefly. What, what do you think yeah. of what's been going on? Have you been keeping up with what IDW has been doing with the Turtles lately? Oh, uh, well, I, I avidly read until about 20 or 30 and... Now I'm just kind of reading the broad stuff. I, st- I still get the books, but uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 
I think I that's like all of us. Yeah, they're not quite for me per se, but I, I I do read them. I do keep up with them. Oh, really? Well, now, why? I'm just curious. Well, why are they not quite for you? Is it like? Uh, well, let me shut up. What do you think? <laughs> Easy, Rob. <laughs> well, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a jambalaya of things. Like, okay, let's let's put. Uh, Fred Wolf, and let's put a little bit of Archie, a little bit of movie <laughs> stuff in the blender, and blend up with the Mirage at a level where they aren't quite allowed to bring it to the level of Mirage, and it, it's fine. I, I get that they, <laughs> you know, right. they have carte blanche to do what they want to do. Would the book be the way it is? I don't think so, but ah, it's just it's hard for me to totally get on board that uh, that train. It's definitely different. I mean, we're we're seeing stuff we've never seen before with, with certain things. So um, it's it's never not been well written. I mean, everything. Oh I've yeah, read with yeah. Tom yeah. Waltz, amazing, amazing. They they think this through like years in advance. There's no question about that. Oh no, kidding, no kidding. And and uh, actually, they just hit their milestone. Just past seventy three issues now. So I mean, geez, like like Turtles and Batman, Turtles and Ghostbusters this is amazing. I know amazing. you would, yeah. you would never think yeah. uh, like, years ago like this would be a thing, and they made it happen. They they did Ooh. absolutely, and you know it's it's uh, seems to be thriving, and uh, I'm just happy to have turtles on a uh, comic book shelf again. You know that's always kind of nice, but uh, yeah. yeah, and you gotta I, I gotta love the reprint program too. I mean that's that's putting Mirage back on the map, putting Archie yes. back on the map. Yeah, what a big song for, for Archie over the years. Yeah, speaking of Archie, uh, Andrew, I know that you actually talked to me on Facebook about this the other day. Um, there was a um, an Archie story that never happened called uh, the Four War. Um, yes. and I know that I was kind of talking with you and kind of, kind of felt bad cause you, you just kind of just laid it out on the line. If we were ever going to get that one day and it didn't look like we were uh, ever going to get, you know, a proper conclusion to the Archie series, yeah. you know, is, you know, do you think there's still hope in the future that, you know, maybe we could possibly see it somehow or would it just have to be changed all the way around? Cause I know that you said that, um, like they couldn't even find like the original script for it. It's it's like this, like they had they were gonna make the Forever War as number whatever it was, seventy one, seventy two, seventy three back in the right. day. And Murphy Steve Murphy did a few pages of that. I mean Chris Allen drew a few pages of it and those scripts are gone. They're lost. This is according wow. to Steve Murphy. And then fast forward to like two thousand nine when Mirage was gonna publish the Forever War, Murphy was doing that from scratch. And then fast forward past the merger where he wasn't able to do that anymore. Uh, right. Arsene yeah. itself, uh, not long after, I think the image conclusion, maybe in the middle of Odyssey, somewhere around there, we did approach yeah. him like, like, would you consider maybe giving us the outlines at least of what you had? We can maybe see that through. And he couldn't find them, and basically doesn't remember what he was going to do. Ah, <laughs> right. But he was open but to the ter- idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But in terms of that actually happening now. I think I, I can't speak for AEW, but I, I tend to think it rests on the sales of the Archie reprints, and when they get yeah. caught up with the end of that, if it's still golden, then they will probably approach him to, to do that. I could be wrong, but I, I think that's kind of how that might go if it were to happen. Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, uh, listeners, for those of you that don't know, um, they were supposed to be a uh, this like special story arc to end the Archie series called the Forever War. And um, they kind of hyped it up. There was a previous arc called Future Tense. And then um, the Archie series actually ended on, I think, issue 72. But it was a uh, an origin story about how the Turtles got their weapons. So there wasn't really a 
definitive conclusion uh, to the Archie series, unfortunately. I to say real quick, I, I really do appreciate you, you know, giving the Mirage and the Image series a proper conclusion. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's certainly been my goal. And there is yeah. one more in the can if this, uh, if this does come to fruition. Oh, awesome. Wow. And we'll probably do the mic drop on more Turtles projects. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's The Shredder. That'll be the next one. Oh, cool, cool. Oh, I'm intrigued. Man, we are getting the scoop today. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll just give you my debit card number right now. Then. Yeah, just take my money. Take it. Just take it. <laughs> uh, besides Turtles, um, are there uh, are there any other projects that, you, that you're working on right now or, or want to work on in the future? Uh, well, uh, I'm fairly busy in film here in Seattle. I've got a, a full feature in post, and I've got a, oh, wow. uh, a Highlander fan film for the convention that's got to be polished up here by the end of September. It'll oh, be wow. shown in Highlander Worldwide 10 in LA in October. Uh, so that's that's what's coming after that. Uh, a time travel short. And there is a couple of comic projects I'm, I want to uh, dust back off and float back out mm-hmm. there. But they're still kind of in their infancy. One is a spin on zombies and one is more of a mythical prophesized hero kind of a thing. But uh, We'll see what, uh, what's what. Hey, awesome. That sounds great, awesome. man. Good job, man. Uh, yeah, no kidding. What prolific here. Jeez. Uh, Andrew, I know we're running uh, low on time, man, but uh, I was going to ask you, you know, what what got you into the Turtles in the first place? You know, were you a diehard Turtles fan like uh, like we all were back in the early, late 80s and early yeah. 90s? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much a prototypical, you know, got the toys, watched <laughs> the cartoon, you know, that kind of stuff. And, you know, pitted my... Turtles toys against my real Ghostbusters toys, and, and then <laughs> oh, I had gotten, and then I, I was collecting the Archies, and at one point I was looking in the back issue bins for more Archies, and like, oh look, mm-hmm. it's Mirage Volume One Number Twenty One, like the best comic of all time, and I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't really go back to anything but the Mirage after that. That's awesome. Turn, wow. at least on that level. So yeah, thanks to Archie, you got into the Mirage series. That's that's really neat. That's kind of similar to what happened yeah. to me. Yeah, so that's that's good stuff, man. Well, I guess the last question I usually we always try to ask, um, you know, for for anybody we are have the privilege to interview is, you just touched on it a minute ago. You know, you've been a lifelong fan, but you know, what what do the Ninja Turtles mean to you on a personal level? Oh, well, many things. I, I can't identify with the brothers because I don't have any siblings, but uh, more in terms of of their journey to discover what what their place in the world is. And it's, it's been a constant question for them. Right? It begins, yeah. we're raised to kill a guy, and then it becomes, well, we've done that, so now what? And they, they never quite find an answer, but I feel like that's okay. Like, that's kind of life. And that, that always kind of appealed to me. <laughs> ah, interesting answer. I, I've never thought about it that way, but that's true. Yeah, good deal, man. Well, hey, uh, I guess the question we all want to know, question we always close our show with, uh, what type of pizza are we going to have to close out another totally tubular episode of Turtle Flakes, my friend? <laughs> Oh, I'm very fond of uh, Papa John's spinach tomato chicken Alfredo. It's no best. way! Oh, yeah. oh, wow, that's good. All right, well, spinach tomato and chicken Alfredo. Oh, that's that sounds interesting. And now I know Josh doesn't like chicken on his pizza, but maybe he'll make an exception for that. <laughs> I will make an exception. We have a guest. I got to be nice, you know. <laughs> At least he's nice to you. Please, <laughs> gentlemen. Uh, Andrew, real, real quick before you go, I just wanted to say uh, I, I just appreciate you working on this project. I'm really looking forward to it. Oh yes, um, I'm definitely, you know, definitely going to give uh, Odyssey a read, and just wanted to give a 
quick shout out to both you and Mark Pellegrini for working on that amazing, um, you know, chronological timeline because that's been really helpful for me because I'm kind of OCD when it comes to reading comic books in order. Um, so that, that was like a really big help. And, um, I'm just, uh, looking forward to, uh, more upcoming projects for you. And I just, uh, appreciate your time and your friendship and for uh, coming on the show. Thank you. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks guys. Hey, no Thank problem. Andrew. Oh, and, uh, I'm sorry. The last thing I, 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 sometimes I get ahead of myself here is where can our listeners actually find uh, all about uh, TMNT origin and some of your other projects real quick. Uh, well, it doesn't have a Facebook or a website per se. It's really just got the Indiegogo, which links to the YouTube trailer video. I mean, you can always find me on the Technodrome forums, like the technodrome.com forward slash forum or forums. Yeah. I'm usually, usually rutting around there. All right. Good deal. Well, uh, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on, man. Uh, I know it's a Monday night. We all got to work tomorrow, blah, but uh, but dude, it was nice to talk turtles with you. And uh, you too. Thanks, man. And and uh, would you would you ever be interested in coming back on? Maybe talk a little bit more. Hopefully, uh, once Origins is funded. Sure, of course. Maybe bring me and Mark on there. Talk, talk shop. Hey, sounds good. Right. Sounds good. Well, all right, dudes, you do that. Well, here's to hoping uh, you enjoy your Papa John's spinach chicken Alfredo pizza. Cowboys, right? <laughs> He was like mid-sentence too. Oh, a jerk. I thought I was adding you, and I just completely hung up on him. <laughs> Let's see if he's there. Now, now I can't switch my camera over. Hey! I totally hung up on you. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> Hold on. Yo, uh, Thaddeus, can you hear us, buddy? Yeah, can y'all hear me? No, we can hear yeah, you, we, we just hear. can't see you. It's a little muffled. Can you use a new you think phone? he has to go over the microphone again? Yeah. That's my... <laughs> Smack your phone, eh? <laughs> We're going to do a Kickstarter for Thaddeus to get a new phone. New phone, right. Indiegogo campaign. We're starting yeah. that right after Origins. New phone for Thaddeus. Yes. Anyway, what I was going to say, maybe this is it right here. Uh, you uh, sound better. Yeah, there you Hold go. Sounds like you're under a pillow. Uh, about the same, man. Barely. Right. Phone's been acting like a cowabunga all day, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Andrew was just a man he was such a really good guy to talk to like all like pretty much all of our guests have been like just amazing to talk to you know especially ben bishop you know oh yeah yeah i mean we've not run into a jerk yet we've been really really blessed that way you know what you know what i was i was thinking robin i don't know if this will be possible um but i know i know because kevin eastman's like been on been on, on our show for like uh three times already and he's like really good friends with stan sakai Dude, we should try to get Stan Sakai on the show one day. Nah, that'd be a big one. Yeah, yeah I'd love we to talk have about that. Yeah, that's. I'm sure he. I don't see why he wouldn't. All these guys so far have been pretty down to earth. Yeah. yeah, I know. Um, I know that I'm. I'm still in the process of, hopefully, hopefully getting Sean Astin on the show. Um, he's just really busy with the Nickelodeon show right now, so I didn't really. I don't really want to bug him. Um, but he did. He did say, uh, Rob, um, whenever. They they reached the series finale. Uh, if you would just reach out to him sure. on Twitter, I think I think his Twitter is at Sean at Sean Aston. 
Uh, just send him a message. Just let him know who I am. Um, because I'm sure you probably forgot by now. But uh, yeah, just uh, just <laughs> let him know. If we can uh, maybe we can get him on the show. Like you know, uh, people have been people have been asking me. Um, I don't have this answer. I've just been kind of going with the flow. Um, we're still trying to get Judith Hogue on the show. It's just she's really busy with traveling right now, so we don't really want to yeah. bother. her. Yeah, we're still trying to hear back from her. I, I'd still like to get Guy Gilchrist on the show. I know Guy's been really busy with Comic-Cons as well. Hopefully we can get him on the show, because I know that he actually worked on um, not just Ninja Turtle, um, like the little Ninja Turtle-like golden random house books, but he also worked on um, some uh, Muppets, like newspaper comics. And uh, when I went to Comic-Con with Gabe, he had like a really interesting story about like how he actually... Um, met Jim Henson and got to work on like the Muppet comics so uh, maybe we can get wow. him on the show yeah I'd love to yeah yeah there's always there's always room for that and you know I didn't know the Muppet comics wow yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that either I, I did see like in a picture he had some Muppet sketches up so I was like ooh interesting so, yeah he does like um, he does like Pink Panther and I know he did like Ninja Turtles and um he does like a lot of like old kind of like classic cartoon sketches, like sort of like Popeye and like some other stuff too. Oh, but, uh, good deal. Just, uh, real quick, man, dude, I got to give a shout to Gabe because Gabe wrote like the nicest message to me on uh, our group page the other day, and he just said, uh, you know, just congratulations to uh, Thaddeus for being a co-host. I'm a little far behind on. Um, on episodes, I've been slowly catching up, but uh, if anybody deserves to be a co-host, co-host on the show, it's uh, Mr. T, and I'm just, uh, I know he's going to do a good job, and uh, just cowabunga, man. So, dude, yay, thank you so much, man. Like, we'll, yeah, we'll definitely try to hopefully get you on the show, too. I know he's kind of, like, overseas right now, um, but uh, I've been kind of keeping with him, but... Yeah, nice yeah. guy. Seems like a guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's real down to earth. Uh, trying to see if there's anything else I wanted to add real quick um hmm I think that's it yeah yeah, it's a Monday night (laughs) well I was trying to think if there was any other like news announcements or any oh there was one announcement uh Kevin Eastman is actually working on a new book um next year it's got kind of a silly name Uh, this is this is the actual name uh the actual name of it's called it's called underwear but it's a oh, uh, I've heard of that, yeah. Fantasy sort of like almost like children's book kinda. It's kind of a weird take. It's like this boy that like finds this portal or yeah, like, he finds a chest or a portal or something and it like opens it up to like a new dimension and it's almost kinda like like a Disney film mixed with like a Studio Ghibli film. Like it's it's crazy. It's some like it's sort of like if you took the anime movie uh, Spirited Away and mixed it with like a Disney film and like made it into like a book. Yeah. Um I think the book itself comes out um April of next year. But yeah, maybe we can get like Kevin Eastman on the show again. Maybe he can talk about like uh maybe maybe talk about that and he also has another book out which I didn't know about this. Um there's another book out by IDW Comics. This is called uh, Fistful of Blood. Hmm. And uh, it's sort of about, like, this, like, female uh, bounty hunter that, like, wanders into town. And there's, like, western gunfights of, like, zombies and stuff. It's almost, like, it's almost like a Quentin Tarantino film in, like, comic book form. Um, 
you can actually find the book on Amazon. I think it's like 20 bucks for the trade paperback. Uh, but yeah, it's called Fistful of, Fistful of Blood. I haven't read it yet, but from what I heard, uh, Mateo Santaloco said that it was really good. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, all right, guys. I, th- I think uh, that's a nice note to end it on. What do you all say? Yeah, sounds good. All sure. right. Well, Hosers, I'm getting off here, and I'm going to go pass out because it's 9.43. It's past <laughs> my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. That's Cray. Yeah. Rob. I said that he just joined us now. Oh, okay. Hey, Andrew, can you hear us? I don't hear him. He probably saw one, you know, took one good look at you guys and was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> right, can you hear me, guys? Hey, yeah. Andrew, how's it going? Hey, man. Hey, Jose, how's it going? Going good. How about you? Uh, doing good, man. I actually took a quick nap before we did this. So What are we doing? Uh, oh, we're talking to Andrew and Modine. Oh. Oh. <laughs>